This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. He's a blogger, author, and influencer building his business, listening to the top. Good morning, Top Tribe. On this second day of January, I'm sipping my mocha this morning, excited for a great new year, and you're going to love our guest, Tom Hunt. He was a TEDx speaker, a Dragon's Den failure. That was the basically the Canadian version of Shark Tank. And he's a location-independent founder of online marketplace, Virtual Valley, which just launched. And what Virtual Valley does is it connects entrepreneurs and rock star virtual assistants. Tom, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. Let's do this. So first things first, you're on Dragon's Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank, and you're pitching men's leggings? Oh, yeah. To quickly clarify, the, the UK version. UK version, Shark great. Tank. Um, so yeah, we, me and my friends, three years ago, uh, decided to start up a company that sells leggings for men. Um, the, uh, I think we should, we should go into the story of how that starts. I think that could be Please. valuable. So uh, me and my friend... Uh, my, my best friend at the time, wore a leggings to a fancy dress party in London. And then we saw another guy wearing leggings and we also were wearing the leggings and felt and looked really good. So on the way home, <laughs> maybe after a couple of drinks, we said on the bus, we said, we should probably start a company that sells male leggings. And then one week later, we were on Brick Lane Market, which is like a trendy market in East London. And um, we had a market store that was selling female leggings that we, we had purchased from eBay uh, tipexed our, our logo on them, which made them male. And we're trying to sell these leggings. Wait, how, you, how, how did you how did you get their, your logo on them? You just steamed them on? Uh, no, so do you, maybe in school you had like the little white tipex pens. Okay. Um, that you could you could cover over if you made a mistake with your writing. Oh. We did that, but onto the fabric. Like it was terrible. It was like a disaster. Um, <laughs> we spent eight hours in this market in London um, trying to sell these leggings. Guess how many pairs we sold? I'm going to guess either zero or all of them. Got it. Zero. We sold zero. We had 22 <laughs> in stock and we sold nothing. Um, but we had a good time. We got some good feedback. And then we, we just decided to put up an e-commerce store and then sort of drive traffic to that slowly um, over time. And we eventually ended up selling 150 pairs in the first year. So it was like a part-time project. We were all like working in the corporate world. Um, we then, so to get onto Dragon's Den. So Tom, you're like, you're like a banker on the side or some corporate job, but in your spare time, you're selling men's leggings. Did you tell your corporate coworkers exactly. you were selling men's leggings at night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody <laughs> was really supportive. Like, yeah. I, I like the leggings guy at work. I was um, uh, working for a company called Accenture, the management consultant. Um, and everyone thought it was hilarious. Um, and that actually helped us when we were trying to get press. Um, so uh, around a year after we started, it sort of became a big thing in the press. There were quite a few new, new stories about, say, Russell Brand or Kanye West wearing leggings. 
So we approached um, the Daily Mail, which is a large tabloid in the UK, um, and actually got featured in a post that was shared, I think, 66,000 times. And they thought it played on the whole three young guys in London who, who worked in the city started selling male leggings. Um, and then to actually get onto Dragon's Den, we, I, I played a lot on that article. I said, look, we, we've been featured in this article, um, been shared 66, seven times. Why not put us in front of the dragons? Tom, um, is, the, is that article still live? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. we can put a link. I, I'll link to that sure. top tribe. I'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlaka.com forward slash the top one six one again forward slash the top one six one. The reason I want you to use that is because Tom is about to share a story about how he essentially used that first article to then level up to the next level media exposure. So Tom, continue with the story. Exactly. So um, we then approached Dragon's Den, and it was actually uh, a year after we started the company. I was just sort of, it was on Boxing Day, actually, and I was in my room on my iPad, just sort of playing around uh, on the internet, just browsing through. Saw the Dragon's Den website, saw that they were open to taking applications, and just sort of, in about 10 minutes, filled out the first application form, um, mentioning that article, of course. And then uh, they sort of were interested. They, they weren't sure how it was going to go down. Um, they were taking a risk on us. But I think they sort of believed in the story that we had, you know, with the, the three guys working in the city. Um, and eventually, uh, it was five months later, we were up in Manchester in the UK filming uh, in front of the, the Dragons. And we should probably link the video yep. below as well, because it's pretty, yeah, it was pretty horrendous. We had about 10 minutes, like a 10 minute slot. Um, it will go on for however long until they all like say, I'm out, like on Shark Tank. Um, and yeah, there were some pretty scathing comments. I think the worst one was by a, a Scottish entrepreneur called Duncan Ballantyne. Uh, and he said, in 20 years time, this video is going to be on YouTube and your children are going to be watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the rest of them were sort of along those lines. Well, how, um, much, how much total revenue had the business done up to when you went on Dragon's Den? So as I said, 150 pairs, they cost 25 pounds or around $40 a pair. So we only sold 150 in the first year. Um, this was halfway through the second year last year. Um, and in the second year, we sold 450 pairs. So we, we, like revenue-wise, in terms, we probably sold about four, 500 pairs at $40 a pair. So not compared to the other opportunities they're having, it was not significant. It's like 160,000 um, ish in, in, in revenue. Yeah. Okay. And what um, about, what was the effect? I'm curious just cause there might be entrepreneurs listening going, I'm thinking about being on shark tank. I'm curious. Do I actually see a sales spike when I go on the show? Did you guys see a sales spike on, on your website the day after the show? Yes. Yeah, so like Twitter was crazy with the, with the whole megging thing. Um, we definitely saw like a, a big spike in traffic. We were usually getting about, a uh, hundred unique visits a day. And then on the, the days after the show, we we're up to a thousand. Um, the problem being that because the BBC were not allowed to mention brand names. So they didn't put it. We didn't have a link to our website. We didn't have our brand name on the show. It was just sort of raising awareness for Megging in general. Um, we, we saw a much bigger increase in sales and traffic from that Daily Mail article. Interesting. That had direct links to, to our site. Interesting. So it, in terms of exposure, like direct exposure to get more sales uh, by going on these TV programs, not so great, but it's great for uh, raising awareness about your brand. Like we then went on to be interviewed in various different sort of uh, radio shows, got featured on other blogs. So yeah, directly so, from the show, not so much. So that business, are you, is it still active or did you shut it down? 
Yeah, yeah, so it's still going. We This year, so we, first year, 150 units, second year, 450. This year, we are on, or we, we are going to sell 1,000 units. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we, we, like the growth is there. We're not spending any money on paid acquisition. Uh, th- those sales are coming from free work on social media, so Instagram and Twitter, and then, like, the, the, the word of mouth of that comes from, like, wildly designed leggings is pretty good. So that's pretty much a word add social media. Got it. Okay, very so, good. Yeah. So you're still doing that on the side. So walk me into the new business. Uh, first off, are you still with Accenture? Uh, no, so I left Accenture at the start of this year. and At the start of 2015. Uh, start of 2015, correct. So I'd actually started a small outsourcing service company. So with Accenture, I was project managing large outsourcing contracts for FTSE 100 companies. Uh, I thought um, I didn't. I didn't want to work as part of the corporate world, so I started my own small outsourcing service company, where we would outsource work from small startups in London to a team that I built in the Philippines. Um, and this was awesome. The, the, the reason I quit Accenture was because this was doing so well. We had about six clients, um, paying between sort of six hundred dollars and one thousand five hundred dollars per month. Um, but the problem was that because I was charging sort of so much on top of the salary of the team member, I was spending a lot of time. It was a very custom service. So I was spending a lot of time with each founder of these small companies in London and not being able to work on my own system, like my own business. So I decided about midway through this year to stop marketing that and stop uh, sort of pursuing building that system and to build out a, a platform that will automate a lot of the work that we were doing. Um, and so I could charge a lot less on top of the salary of the team members uh, and make the business much more scalable. So, so what's the model? I, I want to use your, the new business called Virtual Valley. Uh, what can I yep. sign up for? How do I pay you? So you would, as an, as an entrepreneur, you would come to the platform and you would hire a team member. Uh, and when you hire a team member, you validate your PayPal account or credit or debit card. Uh, you then can see the contact details of the team member and you can move off the platform to work with them. Then at the end of the month, uh, like during the month, you're able to see like the work your team member is doing um, as they have time tracking software on their laptops, which provides data back into the system. Uh, it also tracks how much time they're spending, so how much you're going to be charged. Yeah, but Tom, so what do I, so, what do I like, give me yeah. an example, like uh, give me like a real life example of the customer that you think is going to be using this. Like what's their name? What's the project they're hiring Virtual Valley to do? Help us understand okay. how it works. Yeah, so to clarify, uh, we're not um, giving people like freelance workers to work on projects where like people will come to Virtual Valley when they want to grow their team and hire virtual staff. Okay, so for uh, if I was running a company that sells male leggings, but I want someone to deal with all the admin and customer support for the e-commerce site, I would hire someone on Virtual Valley. I would pay their salary plus 20% that goes to the platform. And then I would work directly with this person to handle all of those tasks. Why don't I just go hire this person myself? Why do I need Virtual Valley and then I have to pay 20% more? So the, the value that we offer for that 20%, I believe is the first of the recruitment uh, part. So we've like personally defined a recruitment process and recruited everybody that comes to the team member side of the platform. Um, the second is we provide a payment escrow service. So if you're not happy with a team member, you can get a refund. 
if the entrepreneur runs away, we can still refund the team member as well. And then third, we have time tracking software. So you can see each day exactly how active the team team member has been. You can see screenshots from the time that they've been working or if they haven't, um, and that's loaded into the system. What do you mean by if I'm, what do you think the average, like, let's say I I was running the legging company, I'm hiring someone from virtual value to do the admin stuff. What do you think it's going to be 20 grand, 30 grand to hire that employee? Uh, onshore, say in the UK. Anywhere. I mean, what do you just think on average? I'm trying to get a sense of like an average. Yeah. So I, I, I think in London or in the UK, you would pay a salary of maybe between 50 and 20,000 pounds full time. Okay, which is how much USD, United States dollars? Like, uh, so let's just say 25,000 US dollars. Okay, so 20, 20, 20% of that is like five grand. What you're basically saying is you think the screenshots, the time tracking software, okay. the work you've done curating is worth, is worth five grand. To clarify, uh, we, the, all of the team members are based in the Philippines. So their hourly rate or the monthly salary is going to be a lot lower than $25,000. Okay. That's, well, that's why I asked you for what the average is. So what, 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 okay. do, you, what do you think the average would be? Okay. So uh, with the virtual value charge of 20%, the hourly rate is between 3 and $6 per hour. So assuming 160 hours a month is between 500 and $1,000 yeah. a month. Okay, so so again, the five percent on that, you're someone's paying, call it fifty bucks a month, or about call it six hundred bucks yeah. per year to Virtual Valley. Correct. Interesting. Look, I don't, I'm not convinced that people are going to do this at at, at mm-hmm. the four, you know, and pay you the twenty percent to do it. But that being said, the world is changing; it's flatter. Maybe some people really struggle with getting virtual assistants. You mm-hmm. saw it during your work at Accenture when you were trying to find people for other projects. So I'm I'm curious to see how this grows. Have you personally hired anyone offshore for your company? Yeah, yes, but I always do it through like mutual relationships that I have. I've never had a need to just go to freelancer or Odesk or something and hire somebody mm-hmm. randomly. Okay, so the, the biggest pain point that I've had and the, everybody I spoke to prior to this is finding someone and building like a trusted relationship over the long term. So you can go to Odesk, you can find someone like in a non-curated uh, database of team members and. Yeah, if you if you get lucky and find someone who's really good and who's like awesome and you can build a relationship over time, it's really good. Oh yeah, I've had to. Um, yeah, I've not had that previously, and so have other people. So trying to bring like clarity and security to this process makes sense. And let's be honest, Tom. When I go to Odesk and hire somebody, I scroll through the faces and I hire the prettiest person. And that's, <laughs> that's how I, that's my. It's yes. like it's like Match dot com, but for business, right? I mean, that's basically mm. what I do uh, because yeah. you just there's nothing else to really go on outside of what they typed that their skill set is. This is the reason we're putting videos on the team member profiles on Virtual Valley. Yeah, very so you cool. Get a real feel for how attractive they are. Very cool, Tom. Okay, and how much revenue do you think you'll do in 2016 via Virtual Valley? Okay, so I have some projections here. So um, the goal is to have 7,000 monthly recurring revenue by February. So that's about 10 team members full time. Um, and then by the end of 2016, so the monthly recurring revenue, in theory, was going to be around 15000 So over the whole of 2015, um, I reckon the average per month is probably going to be around eight. So eight times 12 is... Yep, 96. Around, yeah, 96. Yep. That's yep. the goal. Okay, very good. So you think you'd do about a hundred grand ideally uh, in the in the first year and then and then build it from there. And I know your goal, your goal is to sell it for $4 million. Is that right? Yeah. 
So this is going back to the leggings conversation we had at the start. Um, getting press, I think, is much is easy if you are remarkable and if you can jump onto an existing trend. So getting written about on TechCrunch doesn't happen unless you have like a lot of investment or you have some really exciting new technology. So my goal, and you saw that blog post on the blog, I haven't sort of released that to the world yet, but my goal is, is that when we launch, um, I'm going to sort of build on that trend of transparency in startups. So, you know, with Buffer, Buffer and Hubstar sort of revealing everything about their company, I'm going to sort of put forward this goal as we launch, uh, this remarkable goal that's jumping on an existing trend and then pitch that to journalists to hopefully get some PR. There you go. Tom, let's see how it does. Before we get into my favorite part of the show, where can people connect with you online? Um, So just uh, on Twitter. So everything to do with me, Tom Hunt, IO. So twitter.com forward slash Tom Hunt, IO. Tom Hunt, IO is the website and Instagram forward slash Tom Hunt, IO. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Very good. Okay, Tom, do you know what time it is? Yes. What time is it? It's it's the famous five. It is time for the famous five. You nailed it, man. What is your favorite business book? So the book that was pretty much wholly responsible for me leaving the corporate world is The Icarus Deception by Seth Godin. Have you read that? I I have not, but I heard it's amazing. And Top Tribe, again, we'll link to that in the show notes at Mm NathanLeka.com forward slash the top 161. Tom, number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? The risk of coming across is a bit wet. I'm actually going to say Nathan Latkin. (laughs) Tell me why. And and yeah, I'm not just saying that to to make you happy or to make you feel good. There's actually reasons. So uh, over the weekend or a couple of days ago, I watched the interview with you and Jamie Tardy on her site and when you revealed your system for reading and like your book note system I was like this guy is serious like that was really impressive I never heard anything like that before Um, you can give us a quick overview if you haven't talked about that before well what I'll do is I've put that on a blog post I'll link to that Tom in the show notes but uh, thank you for that you know things are going exceptionally well the podcast is number one I'm having a lot of fun Mm -hmm. building Heyo and the software business so thanks for that number three here it is is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote the one that's doing the best first at the moment building up to this launch uh, is a tool called snip.ly or snipply Um, have you used it before I have not what does it do so uh, it's basically free traffic. So whenever you tweet or post any a link to anybody else's content online, you can, instead of using Bitly link shortener, you can use the Snipply link shortener. And what it will actually do is place an ad for a piece of content you want people to see on that page when someone visits that. 
So instead of shortening your link for Bitly, shorten your link for Snipply and you'll get free traffic. Got it. I, I love that. Basically, it puts an ad at the top of a website. If I link to a TechCrunch article at the top, it'll say, click here to see how Nathan uses TechCrunch to grow hay. Yep. Exactly. Very cool. Okay. Number four, Tom. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't function very well with less. And last question. How old are you, Tom? I'm 26. Okay. Take us back six years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I think to focus more on the journey and not so much on the result. Like when I was younger, I would, in like all areas of my life, focus on the thing that I wanted. So that would be like uh, like a girl or money or like getting an awesome body. Um, and then I never sort of managed to get these things until I really started focusing on the journey itself. So like going to the gym or providing value in business or building an awesome life so a girl would be attracted. Once I started doing that, then everything started to change. So I, I would tell myself to stop focusing so much on that result. Well, top tribe, there you have it. Tom Hunt and his buddies who are all in corporate and decided to spend their night times selling men's leggings. He negotiated his way onto Dragon's Den for extra media exposure. Now he's launching his own software company called Virtual Valley. Tom, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. You bet. Okay, top tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget... Before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. Top Tribe, I know you enjoyed Tom. You're also going to like Jen from yesterday where I asked her, is it possible to have a five-year-old and do five figures every month? 